Welcome back for another episode of the Leader of Learning podcast, the show where educators can come find inspiration to transform education through effective leadership. I'm your host, Dan Krinas. Let's get started. Oh, yeah, it's that time again. Time for another episode. Thanks for joining me on episode 16 of the Leader of Learning podcast. And uh, we talk about some really, really cool stuff in this episode. My guest on the show today is Jethro Jones, who is a school principal in Alaska. And um, I had a lot of takeaways really from my discussion with Jethro, but as you will notice when you listen to it, one of the biggest takeaways and what inspired the title of this episode was sort of the difference between the terms enrollment and buy-in. So Jethro and I talked about buy-in, and he mentioned that he didn't really like that term. He'd rather go with a term like enrollment, and I love that. But the reason why it really resonates with me is that if you've listened to this podcast and you've followed me as an educator, you'd know that I'm very passionate about change and growth mindset and how to transform education through change. And so creating buy-in or enrollment or whatever you want to call it is a big part of that process. As an instructional coach in my position, I'm faced with this all the time trying to get teachers to really reflect upon and improve their instructional practices. As a school principal, of course, Jethro and, and other principals like him are tasked with trying to implement changes to their staff, their students, their organization in general. So I thought it was an amazing conversation and especially that part about creating enrollment and getting buy-in from teachers to be able to change and to implement new ideas, new policies, and new practices. Go ahead and give it a listen. I'm here with Jethro Jones. Jethro, thank you so much for joining me and being a guest on this episode. If you could, for the listeners, just introduce yourself, tell, tell us who you are and where you are and what you do. Well, good morning, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on. And um, I am a uh principal in Alaska, which is why I said good morning when it's really afternoon for you. And um, I am the host of the Transformative Principal podcast, where I help leaders be leaders and not just managers of to-do lists. That's really great. And uh, you know, for listeners of this show, and if you're a fan of this show, you know that I'm all about transformational leadership. So I love the idea of the transformative principle or just in general transformational leadership, like I said. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that I like to talk about on this show, I've said it over and over probably is how educational leadership in general could and should be practiced by anyone, no matter what their role is or what their title is. So basically leading without titles. But having said that, you are actually the first active school principal I've had on the show. And so I guess I was just wondering if you might be able to explain what don't people understand about making the move, transitioning from being a teacher to an administrator? Because I know it's different. I've heard of uh, other administrators saying how different it is. But I just wondered if you could uh, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, you know, it, it it's interesting because to some people, it's very challenging. And to others, it's not all that challenging and it feels very natural. I went into education to be a uh, principal. And so I started out knowing that that's where I wanted to end up. So my path was a little bit different. But I think the thing that struck me the most was that when you do become the principal, then it is amazing how many things are up to you and how many people come to you specifically for answers to specific questions so that they can know 
what they should be doing whenever. And so I've been a principal in three schools now, assistant principal in one, head principal in two. And what I've learned is that um, everything that happens in a school is a result of the leadership of the principal. And so things that have gone on for years culturally can stop or can start in a minute as soon as a new leader comes in. And it is really important to pay attention to those things and know what you want your school to look like and feel like and be like. Those are amazing points. And I'll probably get back around to that culture piece in a minute because I really like what you said about that. Um, but your podcast, all right, so Transformative Principle, like mine, again, is about being a, a transformational leader or in your case, a transformative principle. Um, I guess I was just wondering, what does that mean to you? Because I think when it comes to transformational leadership, you know, I may have one idea about it or a definition, but yours might be a little different. So uh, if you could explain just in general, transformational leadership or being a transformative principle, what does that mean to you? So I really believe that being a transformative leader is someone who enables those around them, teachers, students, peers, parents, to really transform their lives to be the kind of life that they personally want to live. And so for me, it's not just about like being a good leader or doing good school things. It's about the idea that everybody should improve because of the things that I'm doing at that school. So parents should improve in a way that is measurable and noticeable to them. Students should improve in a way that is measurable and noticeable to them. Basically, I don't want anybody to be the same person when I leave or when they stop interacting with me that they were when they started interacting with me. I want to empower them to do the things that they need to do to be able to change and hopefully become better. <laughs> Sometimes I may be worse, but hopefully become better uh, as a result of interacting with me. So I think in your explanation of transformational leadership and being a transformative pr principle, some of what I'm hearing you say is really getting, you know, for lack of a better term, stakeholders to to buy in and to really support each other in sort of the the vision or the mission that the school and the school leadership is trying to carry out. And so I kind of wanted to focus on that buy-in piece for, for a minute. How can an effective school leader, and I don't necessarily just mean the principal, but how can an effective school leader create buy-in from others? Well, you know, I, I always struggle with that term buy-in because I don't really want people to buy into something because it sounds to me like they need to, they need to like be sold something. something be sold something or give up something like you give up money when you buy something. And I want mm -hmm. them to, to be as Seth Godin calls it in a world. And if you go to transformativeprinciple.org and search for Seth Godin, you'll find the interview that I did with him where he really went deeply into that and talked about what it means to be enrolled versus just buying in. And so the way that you get buy-in or enrollment is truly by empowering people to do the things that they need to do to improve themselves. And so I just want to share a quick story about this with a teacher who, who kept saying that he wanted to do things differently with kids. But when it came down to it, like, the history, the the practice, the habits, they're all there. And, you know, it's hard to change as a teacher. So he brought me this kid and said, you know, this kid's being, uh, you know, not being appropriate. <clears throat> I asked for his uh, mom's phone number. He wrote down 100 different phone numbers on here. And and my response, he said, I, I want to like push this, like push this kid to to be held accountable for this, quote unquote. And I said, well, it sounds like what you're really interested in is control. 
and you just want to be in charge of that kid. And he's like, you're right. That's, that's what it sounds like, but that's not really what I want. So, so what do I do? And I said, well, how could you engage him in a different way? And like, this takes time, but he found a way to engage that student in a different way so that now that student is more independent, is working on an independent project, and is passionate about something that he's actually doing. Whereas before, he was super bored in school because the content that the teacher was teaching had nothing to do with his life. He didn't care about it, and he didn't want to be bored with it anymore. So now I took, I helped this teacher take this kid who has a behavior problem, turn it around. And now that kid is not only engaged, but like working extra hard to meet the expectations of the teacher. And that teacher, by extension, is working extra hard to meet the expectations of me because we both empowered. I empowered him. He empowered the student. And now we've got this vicious cycle of empowerment that is intoxicating. And you want to do more of that. And that really is what buy-in looks like in to me. That's what enrollment looks like so that people are excited and anxiously engaged in doing that good work and willing to put in the time, effort, and everything else that they need to do to get those high levels of achievement out of themselves. And the thing that's cool is that it doesn't matter if he's doing exactly what I would do or exactly what I want in in the practice. It's the idea that he is empowering a student. That's what I wanted to get out of it. And so being clear on what you want is the other way to to get people to buy in is making sure they know what it is, not how to get there. The how to get there doesn't really matter. It's about knowing what you want. I wanted this guy to empower his student to be a better learner. And that's exactly what he did. And the results are amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. I think what I'm what I'm hearing, what I'm gathering from your answer there is, uh, you know, really setting high expectations. You use that term a few times, expectations. And, you know, I, I think that's a that's a great way to look at it. I, I also really love that term enrollment. And uh, I apologize if uh, the, the term buy in isn't really one that uh, gets bought into uh, by by some other school leaders. But that's OK. I, I do like the term enrollment. So. I know that there are like thousands of different answers uh, to this question, but I'm not going to ask you like what the secret is to getting people to enroll in things. But do you have like your go to kind of strategy or, or what do you do as a school leader then to get um, other, whether it be staff members or students to enroll in an idea or a new program or a new practice at, at your school? So for me, that that answer is surprisingly simple which is you let them know what you're interested in and what you want to happen. And then you let them do that however they want. And then you ask them questions about how it went. And that seems overly simplistic. You explain what you want, you let them try it, and then you ask questions. And I'm not perfect at this, so don't get me wrong. But I do try really hard to follow that process every time I do something. So in my district right now, the big emphasis is personalized learning. That is super exciting to me because I believe that's the only way that we learn effectively or in a way that matters is by having our learning personalized to us. And so all the learning that I've done as an adult that wasn't in a college setting, that's been enormous. What you're doing right now is a very personalized way of of how you're learning. And so at, at work, what I do is I ask teachers to personalize their learning for students I ask them to try something. And then when I meet with them, I just ask them questions about how it's going. What are you getting out of this? What do you think is working well? What do you think is not working well? And then you just ask those questions and allow them to figure it out on their own. If I say, 
this is what personalized learning looks like and this is what you need to do, then they're going to do what I ask them to do because they're good people who are who want to make their boss happy and want to keep their jobs. And so they're going to do that. But the reality is they're not going to have any enrollment when they do that. So you need to be clear about the what, let the how happen with them, and then use why questions in the end to make sure that they're constantly iterating, evaluating themselves and improving themselves through that process. Yeah, it's so funny when you think about it too, the the trickle down effect, uh, because what you're speaking about in terms of school leaders, uh, you know, I can also think about how many times we've said in terms of the work that teachers do in the classroom, how we're not just looking for that compliance, that ritual compliance where you expect one thing and I'll be darned if the students don't give me what I'm looking for. You know, that, that kind of control, like you said, too. Um, finally, so we talked about enrollment, right? Getting people to enroll in whether it's new ideas or new practices. So I guess once you get that enrollment, how do you maintain the momentum that's been built up by this new implementation? How do you keep it going? <laughs> yeah. So the, the challenge is, is that um, it's difficult to endure the monotony of success. Being successful is not as glamorous as people think that it is. And when you are successful, it's usually the little habits that you're doing that make you that successful. And so following that process, even after people are doing it, you've got to keep asking questions and you've got to keep pushing people to improve. So if a teacher says, I'm going to do this personalized lesson, and then they just repeat that lesson, you know, a hundred different times, just putting in different content. I mean, is that really personalizing it or is it getting it back to them just doing the same thing they've been doing? And and that's where you really need to continue to ask questions and and not give up on that aspect of it. And as people go deeper, you ask deeper questions. And as you get better at it yourself, they also get better at it as well. And so it does get boring um, after a while to do the same things over and over again. And so you need to keep uh, pushing yourself to to find new ways to iterate and improve and get better. There's, I truly believe there's always something that you can get better at. And I'm not immune to that, and neither is any of my teachers or any of my students. And so you just have to make sure that you are continually improving. And my my process that I tell my staff all the time is it's about continuous improvement. How can you constantly be getting better at whatever it is that you're doing. And and people, when they're pushed and they're challenged in a healthy, appropriate, exciting way, they love it and they eat it up and they want to have more of it. And it's exciting. That is exciting. And, and I'm glad to kind of end on that note because I think that, uh, in my opinion, one of the things that is maybe hardest. It depends on what school you're at and, and what the uh, what the morale is there. But I think that one of the things that is hardest to get people to enroll into is just that sometimes that thought that uh, they as educators or their students can, you know, continually learn and grow and get better and, you know, just not get stuck in their ways and set in their ways because, uh, and, and that's a, a whole nother conversation that we don't have time for right now, but, you know, the growth mind, mindset aspect of it, I think is, is kind of fascinating, but it sounds like you're, you're doing some great work at your school. I appreciate your time coming on here. And before we go, if you could just let everyone know uh, how to find you and how to get in touch if they need to. Absolutely. You can find me easily on Twitter at Jethro Jones and my podcast Transformative Principle is at transformativeprinciple.org. I'd love to connect with you and 
help out any way that I can. Great. And of course, uh, the information on Jethro and his awesome podcast will be in the show notes. Uh, thanks again, Jethro, for your time. And uh, I don't know quite what the, the time difference is. It is the afternoon time here. It's morning there. But uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Four hours time difference. Four hours? Okay. <laughs> well, thanks so much. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thanks again so much to Jethro for joining me on this episode. If you are not already following him on social media, definitely do so on Twitter at Jethro Jones or find his podcast, Transformational Principle. Again, great conversation and my biggest takeaway, that piece about enrollment. I loved what Jethro said when I asked him his method of creating that enrollment in his teachers. And he said, you know, I don't have a magic wand. There is no big secret, but I go about it in a a sort of simple way. I would love to hear from you about what you think about enrollment or creating buy-in or the change process in general. Maybe you have some different ideas about it. If you'd like to provide some feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at Decrinus. The website, again, is leaderoflearning.com, and you can find the page called Contact and fill out a feedback form. We have a new page on Facebook, facebook.com slash leader of learning. And speaking of new features, we now have some leader of learning merchandise available for purchase. If you head over to leaderoflearning.com and click merchandise, it'll take you to an online store where you can purchase items such as T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, a coffee mug. Anyway, check it out. And I'd love for you to rep the leader of learning brand. Once again, the Leader of Learning podcast is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. For more information or to find more shows in the network, please visit edupodcastnetwork.com. The Leader of Learning podcast is also a member of Voice Ed Radio, changing the way you talk about education. For more information on Voice Ed, please visit voiceed.ca. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Please go ahead and leave me some feedback, or better yet, if you like what you listen to in this or any episode of this podcast, visit iTunes, leave a review. Please recommend the show to someone else you know who can also benefit from it. Thanks again so much, and remember, no matter who you are or where you are, you too can be a leader of learning. (laughs) 